Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. So glad that you decided to tune in. It's Friday. That means Coach Holt joins me. So, Coach, hey, man, repping the – I got to see that shirt, man. That thing is sweet. I've seen the hat before. Yeah. Brooklyn. Hey, turn around. Let me see the back of it. Yeah. Oh, that is just absolutely awesome, Coach. That is awesome. There has to be a story behind that. Yeah, I think – listen, I've been married 35 years, so – but we were dating. She bought this for me, and I wore it a couple times. I got lazy with it because you can't wash the machine. You got to hand wash it. So I'm yeah. a lazy guy, you know. So I hung in my closet for years and said, what the heck, man? Went to the National ba- Baseball Hall of Fame. My son Kelly like, wore that in there to the Hall of Fame, my cap. And went to watch the Dodgers last year at uh, uh, Kansas City Ward and St. Louis this year Ward. So get some use out of it now. It's only been worn about six times probably in <laughs> 40 years or whatever. But I love it. It's a little Cooperstown collection, you know. Old school, man. You know, that's, that's how we are. No doubt about it. Now, and I'm guessing the Dodgers are probably 6-0 every time you've worn that to one of their games. I haven't seen them lose very often. And I put that, maybe I need to wear that. Maybe I need to get out to L.A. sometime. Well, good thing for all of us. The Dodgers have not lost very much as of late or ever in their franchise. Obviously didn't lose last night, man. How many times do you see this, Coach? You've been struggling to score runs, and then all of a sudden you score like 15 in one game. And or like with the Marlins, you score 15 runs, and then the next game, the next game you can't score hardly any. It's almost like as a coach, you sit there and go, "Man, I wish we could store some of these away, isn't it?" Wish I was as smart today as I was yesterday. That yeah. type deal, you know, I got yeah. dumb in less than 24 hours. How stupid I got as a coach, but that, that's baseball. It's a humbling, as we know, all know that love it. It's a humbling game, and it can humble you in a hurry. But uh, the Dodgers are, are good enough to overcome a lot of that humbling stuff, and. And I know they, they feel good. If they have a game like that, they can't score. They know, okay, we'll, we'll be fine. You know, we, we'll we be back out here tomorrow. And it would be nice to have that. I mean, you've been on the other side where you're going, I don't know if they'll ever score a run. Yeah. Again, but the Dodgers, that's not a problem with the Dodgers. They're, they're always going to be able to score runs. A few blips here and there, but they're, they're, they're not going to be down long. Yeah, no doubt. But, hey, you got to talk me off a ledge here. You know, Clayton Kershaw, I said at the beginning of the year, before the year ever started, I really thought the club should pace him at 100 innings. Now, I know that was hard to do because the race was tight. Mm-hmm. You weren't even in first place until after the All-Star break, so you had to use your best guys as much as you could. But I felt like Clayton Kershaw needed to be paced at 100 innings for the big picture to win the World Series. You know, and coming into you know April and June, he threw quite a bit. He was on a pretty heavy pace. Then all of a sudden, we've seen him be injured in the second half. So talk me off a ledge here, man. It just seems like every – I know the Dodgers are going to win the division. Everything looks good there, but it just seems like everything's falling apart. Talk me off a ledge. No, I agree with you there. I mean, I even, I even go back a few years ago when Clayton, you know, as he reached the age of 30 and everything, you're sitting there on one side, hey, yeah, Dodgers, Kershaw, but then you're worried about, you know, how long are we going to keep, you know, riding that horse, as you say. Mm-hmm. And, and you worry about that, the number of innings, you know, and and, I, and we saw it kind of is taking its toll, but – you know, like you said, with a 13-game lead now, you know, we can, you know, again, I'm not running the club, but, you know, I'm the fan who loves them. And, you know, the, I know they've got some leeway. They can do some things rest him a little bit. And you're going to have to get Pepe on some of those young guys some some more innings because some mm-hmm. one of those dudes going to have to be a starter for you now with the other situation that arose for them this week. No doubt. And I think Dave let the cat out of the bag yesterday. No matter, you know, what's happened with Lance Lynn his last three outings, they are going to continue to try to make him the game two starter. I think they're going to shut down Kershaw, try to make him the game one starter. So I still think 
it's going to go Kershaw Lynn rookie. I, I, I totally agree. I think it's Kershaw Lynn, maybe Pepiot, the way he's thrown his last two games. But, you know, and, and, you know we, we don't know how Walker Buehler is going, going to progress. That, yeah. That's a great. Did you get to go down and watch him pitch? I did. You get, yeah, oh, lots yeah. of video of him. Yeah. He, looks, he looked good, didn't he? So he, he really did. New, new motion a little quicker. Right. So, yeah, I know Bruce Koontz was on that. Bruce does a great job covering prospects. And I didn't actually even realize he had sped up his motion. Bruce Koontz actually highlighted that, so that was fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, you never know where he's going to come. That would be a – that's just a bonus for the Dodgers if when you get down to playoff time that you that he's that five or six – you know, the, the plan they had, the five or six inning guy. If that's where he's at when they get down there, that's just a bonus. But the other bonus, you got to look at the way Pipiot's done his last two games. That's got to make you feel good about it too. But, you know, it – you know, and he's, he's, he's pitching in, you know, there's not pressure because he got a 13-game lead, but you're still Major League Baseball. You know, and, 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 and you know, he's having pressure, but there's nothing like playoff pressure. So you always worry about that. But, boy, he's got the talent to help you. But I try to talk you off the ledge. I know, you know, <laughs> I've just got to look at what they've done all year. You know, I mean, it, they, they've been totally able to overcome, you know, what Kershaw brings to you. Lance Lynn is, is, a, is a true professional like it or not and it's not going to always be pretty but he's going to give you innings he's, he's a horse you know he's going he's going to help your bullpen if nothing else keep them keep innings off there and, and bring one of those young cats into that third game and just hope you know that's why that's why people make their name you know case in the history mm-hmm. of baseball you know sometime in the playoffs somebody's like who's this guy you know and all of a sudden those are one or two hitter and you know and 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 the rest is history as they say so I, I like where they are right now it's just you know what i don't like is how good the braves are but you know we'll yeah. worry about that later and how good their starting rotation is, yes. which is where the Dodgers are struggling right now. So, if you're Andrew Friedman, if you're Dave Roberts, you're comfortable that you're going to win the division. So, how do you approach this next, you know, what almost a month? You know, everybody's got a different deal. You even see it in football. You rest all your starters. You try to stay fresh. You know, you're, you're always that way. I, I think the big one is you got a 35-year-old Kershaw. I think mm-hmm. he's 35. You know, you, you've got to be smart there. And, and they are. Those guys, you know, they've got everything. Shut got Kershaw everything. down completely? Until the playoffs, I, I think you can. I think you can sure pace him. You know, I don't know if you want to shut him down completely. Of course, he's a true professional. He can take a month off and walk right out there and give you, you know, a great, great turnout. You know, in that first game, but that's a hard call to shut him down completely. But you, got, you sure got to be smart with him and and make sure he's healthy when you get there. But you know, I, I you know, it's got to make you feel good with, with with those guys as far as the rotation, but. Uh, the rest of the way, you know, you're just getting you're getting ready to get guys at bats, you're getting getting the innings, you're getting guys to play, and, and you're kind of planning ahead. Where can we play these guys at? And you know, where can they help us out? You know, you got Taylor who can play everywhere, all over the stinking field, probably he can play all nine positions on him too. Yeah, yeah, EK, yeah, KK can do the same thing. So you got that's what I've always loved about those guys. You know, they always can fill in anywhere. And Muncie can do a lot of stuff there too. He's, you know, not quite as athletic as those two, but he he can play third, second, first, you know, wherever you need him. So you know you got you got some things you can do there. So yeah, I think now you're just you know what do we need to do? And, and now you just took a thumping by the Braves three out of four. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of baseball to be played between you play the Braves the next time when it means something. But you still got to look. You know you, you still got to plan for if that does come to fruition. How are you going to beat those guys? Was the Braves series a statement made by them, or is that just baseball? I think it's I think a little bit of both. I think it's just baseball. They're just a good team. They're, they're the best look like the best team in baseball right now. I don't know if Houston's starting to scare me and I sure don't like them either. Yeah. I like the Braves a lot better than I do Houston, but that's on that's way down the line. We don't have to worry about them. But uh I think it's a pretty good statement by them. But it, it is baseball, but that's a pretty good statement by them going, you know, hey, you know, but we were in the same situation, we being the Dodgers. 
you know, being the best team in baseball, they're going to win 110 games, you know, last yeah. year, and then don't even get to the series. So, you know, you know, things can change in a hurry in baseball. It's like we said, a humbling game, and you never know. Clayton Kershaw threw 38 innings in April, 24 in May, 33 in June, and the Dodgers needed every one of those innings because, man, that was a tight race yep. at that time. Okay, Ryan Pepio took a perfect game into the seventh inning, believe it or not. That's not the first time he's done that this year. If you go back to August 13th, he did that in AAA Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's the minor leagues, but it is the Pacific Coast League. And the PCL, man, that is a hitter-friendly league. So, Ryan Pepio, not only have we seen at the major league level, he was just ridiculously good at the AAA level last year. His ERA at the major league level was good last year, although he wasn't efficient. He's changed the efficiency. And hey, when I had a chance to talk to him in the offseason – he talked about he wanted to reshape his, his changeup, which he had two different shapes to it. Last night, he made his slider a little bit smaller. So here's what Pepio had to say about that. Been doing a lot of stuff in the weight room to try to get my body in better positions to be able to access the strike zone more often. Because uh, when I was in the zone all the time last year, it was uh, I was able to have a lot of success. So just being able to do that more consistently has kind of been the main focus for this offseason. I want to be able to go deep in the ball games, go more than five, six innings, you know, be an innings eater, Whatever the role is, whether it's throw a few innings in the bullpen, throw a couple of nights in a row out of the bullpen, or make starts, just go out there and do my job and put up as many zeros as I can to try to keep the guys in the ball, uh, guys a chance to win the ball game. Um, so, yeah. like you said, it, it was a lot about being more efficient, um, and I've been working a lot trying to get my body in different places so that I can access the zone, so I can be more efficient. So that was a, like you said, it kind of all co- cohesively goes together to try to make sure I can be more efficient and get outs faster. Faster I get outs, faster I get to sit down, faster the guys get to get off the field and go put up some runs. Going with three pitches this year, the fastball, slider, and change? Yep, still three pitches. I have a couple yep. I can always wrinkle in, but those are the three I'm going with. Which ones could you wrinkle in? Can you can you say that um, on the air like, or do you want to keep that? Um, no, I can say on the air. It's more like manipulating the slider. can make a slider like cuttery and you make it a little bit bigger. Um, so can kind of categorically say it's a couple more pitches, but it's just one just manipulated a little differently. Which pitches do you feel the most comfortable landing in the strike zone whenever you need them? Um, right now, I'm feeling pretty good with all three. So, um, fastball's feeling really good. Change up, I'm getting back to where I want it from a couple years ago. Last season, it was a little more on the horizontal side. This year, I've got more depth to it. So, um, I'm feeling really good with where I'm at right now going into this year. So, as you heard from Pepe, a really cool coach. It's here. It's cool to hear a guy talk about what he needs to do in the offseason and all the work they put in, you know, like access the zone better with your body and – the smaller slider, the less of a right turn to the, right. the changeup. So it's cool to hear a guy talk about all that and then actually go out and do it at a major league level. No, and, and that's a great thing about him. He's been on a major league level. He can go back down to Oklahoma City in, in, a, in a very competitive league and work on stuff that he knows he's going to have when he goes back up there. That's great to hear from a young man who, who, who's – you know, fine, fine-tuning his craft, what have you. But like you said, he, he, threw, he went to the AAA level, perfect game. You know, into the seventh inning. I, I, it's funny. I was listening to Coach Pat Jones, one of our favorite, yeah. you know, former Oklahoma State coach. Yesterday, he's talking or about whatnot, whatnot for you know, whatnot here again. You know, but he, <laughs> but, uh, but he's talking about if they're good, they they show it. He said that if they mm-hmm. show it in high school, he said at some point in college they're going to show it in college. I think it's the same thing you're talking about with Pipio and all these guys. Yeah, well, yeah, he's just at Tulsa doing that. It doesn't matter. If they're good, they're showing it there. At mm-hmm. some point, in the level, they're going to show it at the major league level. I totally agree with Coach Jones' take on that. And and I think, you know, 
at some point, that's great that he's, he has a luxury. I've done this. This didn't work in the big league level. This is where I can work on this stuff. And it's great to see a young man doing that. And he, he's just a star in the making. No doubt. There's always ups and downs offensively throughout a 162-game season. Dodgers, hey, they had struggled just a touch. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, just a little bit as of late. Of course, like I said, I mean, I don't think that's anything to be concerned with because I think that's just baseball, how it goes. So five players had multi-hit games last night, eight players in total had hits. And also, Coach, J.D. Martinez is making his return tonight. So a lot to be excited about on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I saw JT was getting the swings in Oklahoma City. Yep. You know, I, I don't even want to mention the fact that Mookie walked out there on crutches. That doesn't yes. necessarily mean anything. That's just like keep off of that today. You know, a couple yes. days will be good. That doesn't necessarily, you know, we all want to jump, you know, talk, talk me off the ledge on that one too. Please tell me Mookie's not hurt. Yeah. Know, seriously. And he's probably, you know, it's one of those, you see a guy in a boot, it's just like, you know, taking off. You see a guy on crutches, that doesn't mean there's a major injury. Just keep the, you know, weight off of that sort of thing. But offensively, you're right. Get JD back, you know, is, is a big boost for him. And, uh, you know, everybody else staying healthy. And th- they've shown that they, they can score runs. But, like I said, there's been some hit and miss there and, and some downline guys have, have struggled at times. But uh, overall, that's a great offensive team. And I, I think they'll just continue. And getting J.D. back is, a, you know, there you go. is a professional hitter who's mm-hmm. been in big games. And that's the guy you want in your lineup. Yeah, and we're going to get into it here in a minute. But Michael Grove made a return yesterday. And you know as well as I do, hey, he gave up a couple of runs in his inning that he threw, but but so many times, you know, Ryan Pepio gave up like three runs in his, his first outing in like two innings. It's just not about results at, in a rehab setting because you're working on sequences, you're working on feel. You really don't even know who the hitter is that you're facing. So it was good to see Michael Grove back again. I really think his stuff, you know, he, he got three outs, Coach, and all three outs were via the strikeout. I think the way that he's, you know, his cutter was almost 90 miles an hour. He was reaching over 95 I think that stuff plays in a two or three inning setting, maybe even more than that. Mike Grove. No, there's no doubt about it. And that that's great to see for the Dodgers and and you know the the playoff games because they are you know even a, a seven game series is a, is a quote unquote a short series. You know when you get yeah. down to the big scheme of things, so what they've yeah, been doing. Yeah, five game series in the in the in the uh, division series. Yeah, yeah. So that you got to have good pitching. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you got to have those guys that can give you two or three innings. You know, it's you, we all, we see all, a lot of teams do that. They piece that one together. You know, they call it a bullpen game or whatever. Yeah, you know, and the, you see that in the playoffs. They're, they're not just you know. I can remember even on our level case. Sometimes you go out getting ready for the playoffs. You throw a different kid every inning, and, mm-hmm. and nobody hits the ball. You're saying, "Why don't I do that every game?" Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> nobody getting everybody's having to adjust a different pitcher every yeah. inning. You're like, "I'm an idiot. I should do that every stinking game because you know it, it went well." But you know, you just try to get your, your staff in order right there. That's great. Him being a two or three inning guy, and while Yarbrough and some of those guys are brought to the table, you know, they're they're setting themselves up in good shape. Got to have Kershaw healthy, and you know maybe we'll get the Lance Lynn who, when he first came to the Dodgers, you know yeah. what we've seen lately. But who could come do, back? Yeah, you do know you're going to get a true professional in Lance Lynn. When he takes him out, he's going to give you a chance, and he, he he's I, I love his attitude, the way the way he approaches the game. So you got to love that part about him, and we'll, we'll take what happens after that. Do the Dodgers have enough pitching to win a World Series? I'd say I'd say right now, right down today, I don't know that they do. Again, we're going back to your, your Grove, you know, Pepe, who else you bring up? Sheehan or Stone, you know, any of those guys. Who are you going to bring back up with them? And do you get Walker back? You know, yeah. you get Walker back as a five or six inning guy, you know, no, that's that's the, the best case scenario. You get Walker back in a five or six inning guy, 
you know, that, that ups your chances right there. And I, like we said, again, you know, in a series, you, you don't need as, as many pitchers. you got to have quality, but you don't need as many pitchers you do in the regular season to try to survive. So, you know, I think as of today, I don't know if they do, but, you know, there, there's some people out there that can change that. Some of those young yeah. kids and Walker, Walker Bueller and in the Lance Lynn that we saw when he first became a Dodger. So there, there's some things yeah. that could change that in a healthy Kershaw. So there's a lot of ifs still, but it's that way in baseball. Yeah. Five innings is pretty aggressive with Bueller. He threw yeah. two innings and in it's outing the other day on Sunday that I saw. But the reason why I think it is theoretically possible that he could throw five innings is it's, we saw like Ryan Pepio last night, or like Greg Maddox's no-hitter in 1997 when he threw like, like I think it was 67 pitches for the whole nine innings, <laughs> something like that. If he goes out and he's really efficient, and two, you only have to throw him once in the entire series. And the way that these series are spread out with the TV, he's going to have like eight, nine, ten days in yep. between starts. So if you stretch him a little bit, I think you could feel comfortable from that perspective. No, there's no doubt about it. That, that that's that's a positive for the Dodgers. There, if yeah. he can if he could get to that five inning, at least a five inning level, and like you said, he's going to have plenty of time off. And that that's that's a bonus, and and that changes the game. You know, as of today, you know, of course, with the 13 game lead, it's not as as much as if it's a two game lead and you're fighting for your life. Yeah, or, you know, where you got to worry about your bullpen, who's fresh, who's not, who's hurt, who's who we got to watch on that sort of thing. Right now, they kind of got the luxury they can start fine tuning things, but that, that that's a that's a great sign right there. Yep, yep. So I think five innings is probably, like I said a minute ago, very, very, very aggressive. I don't think it's completely out of the realm. I think probably the over under on that is three innings for Walker yep. Bueller. You know, as far as you know, if it gives you a piggyback or if you consider him the opener or whatever, I think you're probably shooting for three innings at this point and hoping, hey, if everything goes perfect, we have a 10-day window to lay him off, maybe we could stretch him to four, maybe five innings, and that would just be simply be fantastic. Hey, last question for me. Ryan Pepio, not just last night, the way he's pitched all year. First of all, did he earn a position in your mind on the playoff roster? And if so, did he earn a start? I think yes and yes on both of them. But, you know, I'm just a fan. I'm not, I'm not really – but yeah. I, I think, you know, he's already proven the last two the last two games he's pitched in the big leagues and what he's shown in, in AAA, it's time for him. And, and yeah, he, to go out and throw – I don't care if you're going to a perfect game, going into the seventh inning at a major league level, I don't care who you're pitching against. Those are major league hitters he's facing on the other side. So, I, in my mind, I don't think there's any doubt that he's earned, earned the right to be on the roster and probably earned a start at some point there. Yeah, and he took down an offense that – that Lance Lynn couldn't take down. He took down an offense that Clayton Kershaw couldn't take down. Of course, a lot of that with Kershaw was the fact that his velo was down. You know, his, his command wasn't good, I think, because of probably he's not totally healthy at this point. But having said that, those are pretty, two pretty darn good veteran pitchers that faced this same lineup and didn't have the success that Pepio did. Yeah, that's a good lineup. I mean, it's not a good team if you look at the big scheme of things, but that lineup's pretty dangerous for Miami. And to do what he did – Again, against any team in the big league level is impressive, and that certainly, in my mind, earns him the right to uh, to, to be in your playoff plans. You know, and and, you, and and the reality of it is, you've got to have somebody because you can't count on the Walker experiment going according to plan. You know, we we right. pray for the young man; he's a great talent. That if things go health wise, that he's able to to do that sort of thing. But the Dodgers are smart; they're not going to push him; they're not going to be stupid and hurt him again. So it's no guarantee you'll ever see him on the you know ready to go at that level to, to help you out. So so Pepio is is your guy. You know, sometimes you got to just get one of those young stallions out there and let them go. Yeah, and the good thing about it too, Bobby Miller 
And yes. MSG and their last two performances have been against Atlanta, and or at least they've they've pitched against Atlanta recently. Yeah, and had success both yep. of them against that lineup. So it's not like hey, these rookies are just throwing against the worst teams in the league, and the Dodgers are just kind of trying to set them up for success to give them confidence. Hey, they've been thrown to the wolves. They've faced the wolves. And they've had success against the Wolves. So I think that perspective that we've seen Emmett Sheehan, we've seen Bobby Miller go up against Atlanta Braves, who has the best offense in all of baseball, have success. That has to give you at least some confidence. I think we probably don't. I know me and you talk about them, but we they probably don't get as much credit as they deserve considering mm-hmm. what was going on back when this was a tight race and we'd lost our entire starting rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, Miller, you know, like I always tell you, my brother-in-law Tulsa last year, man, he throws 100 of these all over the place. Well, he's it's not him anymore. You know, he he's like Pip. You know, they 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 fine tune their craft. They, yeah, I've got the arm, but I've got to learn how to pitch. You know, and I think Miller be, just beating the Braves the last game and avoiding a sweep is huge. That, mm-hmm. you're, well, we got a big lead. They got a big lead. No, but this it is a big deal. That's the best offense. That's huge. one of the best offenses in baseball with, with home run hitters up and down the lineup, and for him to come out and do what he did against them. But he's done that several times this year. And like I said, you can look at at you know Sheehan, Pipio, Miller. And say so those guys may have saved our bacon this year. That they were able to come in and do some things here and there the entire season while we were trying to get Kershaw back. While you're when you're at the trade deadline trying to get a big time starter, we didn't get Rodriguez, but we got you know Lance Lynn. I think it's the name Rodriguez. So I know when it turned yeah. out the trade, yeah. And then you got Lance up. Lynn. So at some point, you know, you got to look back and go. That that was huge for what those young kids did for our team this year, and that's something that can't be overlooked. Not only that, but if you look at Dylan Cease, if you look at Lucas Giolito, who were the guys that the Dodgers, you know, they could have gotten. They could have gotten Lucas Giolito, you know, maybe a Dylan Cease if they would have just given up, gosh knows what, at the prospect level, which it would have been very steep. But if you look at the way they pitched, they have not pitched good since the trade deadline. Eduardo Rodriguez didn't want to come to the Dodgers, you know, and then I know Verlander, he didn't want to come to the Dodgers either. So the only guys that the Dodgers could have gotten – have not pitched anywhere as close to as good as the rookies have. So it actually worked in the Dodgers' favor. I know the postseason's a whole different animal, but having said that, it's kind of been a lucky scenario from that perspective. But, hey, final thoughts before we get off and we get to talk about what happened last night down the farm, Coach. I'm, I'm excited for what's coming there and for the season and and what the Dodgers got going. And it, it looks like it started to set up. There's still a lot of ifs out there, but – you know, the, the positive thing is you got yes with a 13 game lead. So you, you mm-hmm. got the, you know, and you know what kind of team you got. You got great leadership. You got great the manager, the coaching staff. You got everything you need to be successful. Now it's just got to, what do we got to do to get there? And I think that's exciting for all Dodger fans and Dodger players. So let's let it rip, as they say. Dave Roberts is not going to have the luxury just to roll the ball out there to five dominant starting pitchers mm-hmm. and just kind of fall asleep until the seventh inning, you know, like some managers have yep. been able to do. Yep. He's going to have to make a million different big-time high-pressure decisions on the pitching staff. Does any of that worry you? Uh, it doesn't worry me as much. We can much. be honest here. That's okay. No, it does worry me some from past history because – you know, you got to give him a little leeway, too. He, he had yeah. a dominant pitching staff. It's easy to be a little bit, you know. But now, like you said, he don't have that choice now. You know, I want, I want to get Joe Kelly back. You know, Joe Kelly brings that bulldog mm-hmm. mentality that we all love when he's on your team. He's that guy you love on your team. You hate him when he's on the other team. But, you know, I think he's on, on pace to get back pretty soon. That, that mm-hmm. gives you that arm out of the bullpen who's got some experience and some toughness and some bulldog in. We want that guy back. But, no, I think – no, there's – 
I think out of necessity and 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 based on I would the the past Dave Roberts I probably would be worried if they were all okay. healthy going into That's it fair. that they're going to make the wrong decision. But he hasn't had that luxury. I don't think this entire year to be real honest with you. He he hasn't been good point. He didn't have the chance to do that. He had to. With a two-game lead and every there's a whole rotation gone, he had to, to to start learn how to piece it together back you know 80 games ago. So I don't think there's any, he, he's not going to change in the playoffs, and you know and he knows they're not going to be able to roll a guy out there and just guarantee it's going to be you know a, a complete game. So I, I think him and the coaching staff have done a great job this year, and I would you know. We've all made mistakes in coaching, and it maybe it wasn't a mistake in his eyes, and maybe it's just those fans out here whining yeah. and complaining about the way he handled pitchers. And, and, and it always looks good when it works. Always you're mm-hmm. an idiot when it doesn't. We all know that's, that's the nature of the game. But I think he's had to, he's had to do that all year long. And, and honestly, I really feel he's gonna, he'll, he'll do fine in the playoffs because he don't have any choice. He don't, mm-hmm. have, he don't have the luxury of being the other way. Yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of saying, hey, the way this team's gone this year, he has a good feel for exactly the the moves from a, from not necessarily an analytical perspective, maybe a combination of that between that and a gut perspective. Yep. I know I said final thoughts, but I had another question for you. I love picking your brain here. Hey, any chance that the fact that just the Dodgers simply don't have anybody else, does that relax the rookies? Knowing that, hey, I'm pitching because there is nobody else behind me that they have that they can legitimately put in right now. Is that a relaxing factor to them? I think so. And I think you go back to what Pepio just said in your, in your interview, Casey. He, he went back down to Oklahoma City knowing, I'm, I'm going back. And they, he's probably told that. I'm going back on a major league level. I'm probably going to be in the playoffs. What do I need to do? When he went to uh-huh. Oklahoma City, you know, all the stuff he was talking about with you about trying to you know, help himself. He knows there's nobody behind me. You know, they're, I mean, the guy, you know, you got him, she, and Stone, those guys there, and Bobby Miller, that there you go. Yeah, I think, I think that's got to relax them. We're not the number one game starter, but I'm going to have to pitch in the playoffs, and that's what I got to prepare myself for. And that's why it's great to see a young man like him talking about what he needs to do. He, yes. He's been, he's worked, he's talked with the coaches and, and saw what worked, didn't they study video? You know, and this young man is, he knows he's coming back, and he knows he's going to pitch in a big game. I better get ready. I love it. I, I love the fact that and those guys aren't shying away from it. Hey, give me the ball, coach. You know, I'm ready to go. It's my time, and I think it is those guys' time. They're, they're ready for the major league level. They they got thrown to the wolves, thrown in the fire, however you want to put it, and they then they survived. So it's pretty dang good stuff. No doubt. Coach, thanks again. Wonderful job. As always, I just look forward so much to every Friday. Me too. Getting a chance to see your face, getting a chance to talk to you. And uh, not only that, get the chance to talk about the Dodgers, the Brooklyn Dodgers. I love that. And then, yeah, that's that's fit. Turn around one more time, please. One more time. All right, there we go. Dodgers, look at that with the B. Fantastic right there, Coach. That is just absolutely awesome. So, hey, tell Melissa hello for me. I'll do tell, it. Uh, if you see Ron and, and Rex and, and Randy and the whole crew and Becky and all them, Chris, tell them hello, tell them I love them, and uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. Love you too, Case. Love your family. Tell everybody to say hello, and I'll talk to you Friday. Okay, let's not waste more time. Then let's take a trip down the farm. Awesome job, Coach. That was awesome, man. I enjoyed that. That was 25 minutes perfect. Yeah, I love those young. It was a good night last night for AAA Oklahoma City as they took down the Space Cowboys, the AAA affiliates, the Sugar Land Space Cowboys, the AAA affiliates of the 
Houston Astros last night. So good night for the AAA Oklahoma City Dodgers. Good night for Miguel Vargas, who had a couple of hits for AAA Oklahoma City. He's hitting 308 at the AAA level, OPS 909. Exit Velos last night, 97.3, 90.8, 96.7, 81.6. So he didn't get anything over 100 miles an hour, but he did have two hits and three RBI. So wanted to show you the good night of Miguel Vargas. He has been pitching very well as of late, or hitting very well, I should say, as of late for A Oklahoma City. So Miguel Vargas, there you go. There's a good pitch inside. That's the pitch that had been beating him. Let me back that up just a touch. This pitch right here has been beating Miguel Vargas, at least did the major league level, in on his hands, pulled the hands inside, hit the baseball, pulled it, and made good contacts. I wanted to show you that from Miguel Vargas. Yorbit Vivas with his violent swing. He went violent with this home run last night. You know, he's that guy that I always talk about that has that very violent swing, but he's able to do it because his head doesn't move. Hey, how hard should you swing? I learned a long time ago, each kid should swing as hard as they can until their head moves. Yorbit Vivas is athletic enough, strong enough to where he can swing really, really, really hard. It looks very violent, but yet the head does not move, so that's why he is able to still have success while swinging that violently. Four hits last night for Triple Oklahoma City, including his first triple and what you're seeing right here, his first home run at the Triple A level. So Vivas has hits in four out of his last five games. So great night last night for the young second baseman as he went kapow. Tucker Barnard recently acquired catcher hey, to add depth and to see Austin Barnes. He came out, he overcame, really didn't have the concussion, so he's healthy. That's good, but just in case something happens to him, I would have to think that Tucker Barnhart would be the guy that would replace him on the postseason roster. Two hits last night for Triple Oklahoma City. Barnard's hitting 333 since he was picked up at the beginning of this month. So good look there at Tucker Barnard. Lots of major league experience, good depth. So in case something does happen to one of your catchers, you do have major league experience to send up to the major league level to play. What a year it's been for left-hander out of Madtown, Madera, California, Alec Gamboa. He was the opener last night for AAA Oklahoma City through two scoreless innings. He gave up zero hits as the opener in two innings. Two strikeouts, lowered his ERA to 267. Fastball last night, 97.2. Hey, he was 98 in Sacramento a couple weeks, or a couple months ago, I should say. He's from California, and he had a million people there watching him. He had so much adrenaline. So you say, hey, well, he had the adrenaline, and he rode that. And so, you know, hey, that's how why he got his velo up so high. Well, hey, this last night, 97.2, that just goes to show it wasn't all adrenaline. It's the fact that his arm, he's unlocked something this year, and that's just kind of what he does. 97.2, spin rate, 2387. Now, that's at the top end for both of those, but 2387 on the spin from the left side, that is very good. So, Alec Gamboa, in a year that he described as where the rubber was going to meet the road, it's met the road very well, and he is cruising on down the road. So, well done, Alec Gamboa. Going to say right now, with all the talent, we've seen Emmett Sheehan jump from AA to the major league level. We've seen Landon Knack have a good year. We've seen River Ryan, Nick Frasso, all these guys. I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm going to miss somebody, and I don't want to do that. Going to say right now, my opinion, Kyle Hurts had the best year of any pitching prospect in the Dodgers organization. Talked to him. He said, it's all about repeating my delivery, and what a performance he gave last night wow and say that's saying something when you're talking about being the best having the best year of any pitching prospect in the Dodgers organization 
Because like I said, you're talking about Sheehan who jumped to the major league level and guys that are just crazy, insanely good. But how about last night? Five scoreless for Kyle Hurt. He struck out six. Fastball touched 97.8. Cutter was almost 90 miles an hour, 89.4. And I talked to the analytics guy for the drillers, and he point blank said, hey, if it's 89.9, that is not 90 miles an hour to us. We are sticklers on that. We don't round up. So 89.4 on the cutter, which is a great pitch. And the changeup approached 90. And he's thrown a 91-mile-an-hour changeup in the past. So Kyle Hurt, again, in my opinion, he has had the best year of any pitching prospect in the Dodgers organization. ERA 309, 145 strikeouts in 88.1 innings. And he's been in the zone more this year. He's learned to repeat his delivery better. It's just been a crazy good year for the young man out of Southern California, Kyle Hurt. It was great to see Michael Grove back on the mound. Hey, much like... I've talked about with Ryan Pepio and some of the guys who have rehabbed in the past that gave up a couple of runs like Michael Grove did last night in the first outing. You can see he's just throwing fastballs. He's just throwing them to spots. Probably doesn't even know who the hitters are. Throwing that little cutter pitch. Just trying to get the feel back for everything. So definitely, definitely, definitely not a results-based type deal when you're on rehab. It's more sequencing. It's more get the feel back. It's more just throw your pitches. And so, not concerned at all about the two runs. We've seen in a million different times. Matter of fact, Emmett Sheehan went back down to AAA and gave up five runs in his start and then came back up to the major league level and was extremely good. So, do not worry about the, the results at, the, at, at a rehab setting. Worry about the process. The process was very good for Michael Grove. This was the first time he had thrown since August 5th. And he hit 96.9 with his fastball. Cutter was 89.2. And all three outs that he recorded were via the strikeout. That's the thing with him is that he can come in, give you a couple innings, get a bunch of strikeouts. And and I know, as Sean says quite a bit, and I think he's right, hey, that strikeout stuff, when you have strikeout stuff that you can throw to hitters, that's what plays mostly in the playoffs. So I think they, they have to find a role. I think they will find a role for Michael Grove to help the big club. So hopefully he can keep pitching in his rehab and keep pitching well. Another guy with major league experience that we have not seen this year with the Dodgers is Ken Giles. He finished the game last night. He had two walks, which, you know, that's not good, obviously, but it was just one strikeout. But his fastball was 94.8. Spin hit 24-16, which is good, but that's not what, what makes Ken Giles good. The slider. 44 inches of vertical drop, and it had an 83% whiff rate. So, hey, the key is just like Jimmy Nelson with Ken Giles, when he's throwing that slider in the strike zone, it is virtually an unhittable pitch. That right there, it's a pitch that hitters just don't barrel up if they hit it at all. So, hey, 83% whiff rate on the slider, so we'll keep an eye on Ken Giles. You're looking at a guy right here that I'd have to think next year, 2024, You'll see him in the major leagues with the Dodgers. I think his ETA is next year. That is River Ryan. What a great year he's had. ERA 3.33. Last night he had a great night and for the AA Tulsa Drillers. He has 93 strikeouts, 92.1 innings, 
five innings. He fanned the last two hitters. The thing I liked about him is that he got stronger. There's that little cutter slider pitch. He got stronger as the night went on. Hey, I think he could have continued to extend, but the Dodgers, they're very – look at that. That's a slider right there, the good emotion. That was the last pitch of his night right there. You can see the fastball is still good. The slider was still good. He could have extended if he needed to. So, River Ryan, great year, 333, the big arm, the riding four seam, the good slider that we've seen a couple times. The carry at the bottom of the zone with a four seam, there's a good slider there to a lefty too. I do think you'll see him in a major league uniform in 2024. It will be his turn soon. Super pumped about that because if you're ever around this guy, he has a major league presence. His brother Ryder Ryan's been in the major leagues. And so, you know, he has dads, uncles who have all played professional ball. This guy, you know, barring injury, is just about as can't miss as you can get as far as predicting will this guy make the major league. So super excited where River Ryan is at right now. It's very difficult as a right-handed reliever in the Dodgers organization. We've seen that with Nick Robertson. We've seen it with Gus Varland, Mark Washington, Justin Hageman, who have all put up great numbers in the past and just had very, you know, Gus Varland's got a little bit more runway as of late, but gotten very, you know, light duty at the major league level. The Dodgers go get a Ryan Brazier. They go get a Joe Kelly. They go get a Chris Martin, that type of deal. So, hey, it's, it's hard to predict with relief pitchers and the Dodgers organization but if Ricky Venasco keeps pitching like he has pitched this year, he will be in the major leagues next year. There's Brandon Lewis, who, by the way, I think he's hitting, he's swinging the bat as well as he has, so, you know, in the last couple of years. I think Ricky Venasco, if he keeps pitching like he is right now, he will be in the major leagues next year. That's how good he has been since he has come up to Tulsa. Matter of fact, he has gone scoreless in 16 of his last 17 outings. He had two strikeouts last night. And he has 22 strikeouts and 14 innings since the beginning of August. So keep your eye out. Look out for Ricky Venasco. Had a chance to communicate with him just a little bit. And he was just absolutely laser focused to the point to where he was very gracious. But I was like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to bother this dude. I might shoot him a message in the offseason when things wind down for him. But he's so focused right now. I'm not even going to bother him. I probably could have gotten an interview with him, but if I would have bothered him just a little bit, wasn't going to do it because he was so hyper-focused. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to leave this dude alone. Let him do this Lewis thing, and I'll catch up with him on down the road at some time. So super laser-focused, super excited about where Ricky Venasco is at right now. And like I said, keeps pitching like this. I think you'll see him in Dodger Blue at the Major League level next year. What Great Lakes is taking down West Michigan two out of three in a series where West Michigan has to, you know, they're they're fighting for the playoffs lives, so their playoff lives. So this has been fantastic. Taylor Young, who we're seeing here, well, he has been so he's been one of the best table setters in all of minor league baseball in the second half of the season. He had three hits last night. That's his fourth three hit game since July nineteenth. He is forty five for 148 since that time on July 19. That's a 304 average. He scored 33 runs in that time, 23 stolen bases in that time. So like I said, Taylor Young, young man out of Louisiana Tech, just getting started, has been one of the best table setters, one of the best offensive players for the top of the lineup in all of minor league baseball. Dalton Rushing, man, not only is this guy good, he has fire in his belly. He actually got ejected last night, slid into second base and got called out for interference, didn't like it. Probably threw a magic word or two out there. Him and his manager right there that you're seeing, Daniel Nava, they went out and argued the pitch, ended up getting tossed in the eighth inning to Frank Rod- Frank Rodriguez. 
Had to catch the ninth that you'll see here in a minute, but Dalton rushing, he had two hits last night, including his 18th double. He was also on base four times, and he had an extra base hit in three games in a row. Four of his last uh, five and seven out of his last ten, he's had extra base hits. So, boy, he is on an extra base hit tier, specifically home runs. He's had 12 RBIs in that span as well. So, hey, this dude, Dalton Rushing, doing damage. Yainer Fernandez had a couple of knocks last night for Gray Lakes, including his third triple of 2023, which came with the bases loaded. It cleared them all. So, Yainer Fernandez had three RBIs all on one swing of the bat. That extended Yainer Fernandez's hitting streak. Here it is right here. Here is the bases clearing triple with, I believe there's no outs right here, so it's surprising that all three runs scored. But after you see it ricochet off the wall like that, you see Jake Vogel score, Taylor Young score, and then the third run comes in. I believe that is Damon Keith, maybe Nick Bittison that scored there as well. Yeah, now that's that's actually Dalton Rushing that scored the third run. And there's Yainer Fernandez. Uh, with cruising into third base with his triple that extended his hit streak to five games, and he's eight for 18 in those five games. So great job, Yainer Fernandez. My young man out of Oklahoma State, he's finally getting consistent playing time here in September. And boy, what is he doing with it? He's hitting 330 for three so far. I should have said, hey, that's Max Hewitt. He's a new at Oklahoma State. I love this guy. This guy plays with fire. He plays with passion. He loves baseball. You know, I got a chance to see the video with Heath Holiday, who used to be a, who's a cousin, by the way, of Jackson Holiday, who's getting promoted through the Orioles system. Uh, Heath Holiday was a scout in the Dodgers system who actually um, – he was the one who, who got Max Hewitt signed with the Dodgers. Very emotional moment when it happened. He went into the weight room at Oklahoma State University, told Max. Max actually broke down. And he's done a little bit of everything – Hasn't had a lot of opportunity to play. He's been a bullpen catcher. Just kept grinding at the professional level. Finally getting consistent playing time. And no surprise to me, I saw every one of his college at-bats, if not everyone, almost every one of his college at-bats. No surprise to me, he is taking advantage of that opportunity. Hitting 333 OPS 800 so far in September. So, hey, keep killing it, Max. The Dodgers definitely need left-handed relief pitchers. Christian Suarez is on the way. Maybe Ronan Kopp if he stays in relief. Suarez is on a heater if you follow along. I've talked about him being kind of like Jermaine Rosario. Hey, one inning or one outing is good. As a matter of fact, one outing is dominant. The next one, he's not in the strike zone, that kind of thing. That is over. At least I think it is. It has been, at least as of late, for Christian Suarez. He has turned a corner. So it should come as no surprise if you follow Dodgers Daily that Christian Suarez is having this kind of success. Because his left-handed stuff is very, very good. Two strikeouts for, or for, for, uh, for Suarez, I should say. He gave up no hits and no walks. That's the key for him. No walks for Christian Suarez. And he's given up just two earned runs in his last 14.2 innings. So great job, Christian Suarez. The Maytag, Jack Dreyer, let the first two guys on base. You can see right there on your graphic, two guys on, and then he put it in spin cycle and started spinning some breaking balls, throwing that four seam up in the zone. The next thing you know, man, it was absolutely good morning, good afternoon, and good night for the West Michigan Whitecaps. This is must-see TV. He got the next three guys. Look at that hammer right there. That is a great pitch. From Jack Dreyer, must-see TV. He is just absolutely awesome in these high-leverage late innings. Another left-handed reliever that the Dodgers desperately need in their system. Must-see TV, ERA 230 on the year for Dreyer. 79 strikeouts, 54.2 innings. 
So great job, Maytag, Jack Dreyer. You know, Coach Holt, who we just had on at the beginning of this show for our first segment, he used to always say, hey, let's get a lead and then let's make it boring, meaning let's get a three or four run lead. Then let's just kind of make the game go away. Let's let's pitch to, uh, you know, let's pitch in a way that doesn't give the other team any kind of spark. Let's not look at that breaking ball, that slider for Michael Hobbs. That is just a great pitch. Let's not wake up the giant. Let's not do anything to give them momentum. Let's not give them a spark. And let's let this game just kind of – uh, wilt away, if you will, and be boring after we get a lead. That's what Michael Hobbs did to the ninth inning last night. Again, West Michigan, they're fighting for their playoff spots. They wanted to create some energy. They just simply couldn't. You can see the emotion from the hitter there because Michael Hobbs, you saw right there in that video, that's as dirty as Michael Hobbs, as dirty as he is. That's as dirty as he's been all year. That was some big-time stuff that he threw last night to finish the game and get the save for the seventh save of the season for the Great Lakes Loons. ERA this month for Michael Hobbs, 3.0. It was 1.0 in August, 238 in July, 208 in June. So Michael Hobbs doing a great job. So there you have it. There's our show for you today. A busy show, a lot to talk about. I want to thank Coach Holt again for joining. I always love to have a chance to get to see him and get to talk to him. And uh, talk baseball, talk Dodgers baseball, and get his thoughts on what's going on in the current state of the Dodgers. So appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Next time you see me will be Monday morning as Austin Brubaker will join, and we'll have our Monday mailbag. Hopefully next Wednesday, have it scheduled for Ryan Fala, who writes good stories for Dodgers 2080. He covers the Angels and the Dodgers. He's going to join, which is going to be exciting because it'll be the morning after the playoffs started for the minor leagues. So look forward to that next Wednesday. But, hey, next time you'll see me will be Monday morning. So I hope you, I hope you tune in then. So, hey, before we get out of here, just a reminder, we are open for business. If you or you know somebody who has a business that would like to sponsor this show, DodgersDaily.net, the Dodgers Dog Show, any of the social media platforms, just DM me, leave a comment. You can email me at DodgersDaily.net. 73 at gmail.com. Again, that's DodgersDaily73 at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to leave a like, leave a comment. Even if it's, hey, thanks or whatever, let YouTube think that this video is getting interacted with. That gets it suggested more, gets more views. We keep growing and we can keep doing what we love to do, which is providing content like this in the future. So as always, I'd like to thank you for tuning in and say, go Dodgers.